Guys, welcome to a new lightning round series here on the Ask Live Wing TV. Pow, 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 We're going to answer 20 questions faster than the ones we've we've been doing before. Rapid so hopefully fire. you enjoy this new, we're testing this out, this new format. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Ask Living TV. So last week we did live Q&A. We called you guys. Um, people seemed to love it. Some people were like, you didn't get to enough questions, so it wasn't yeah, as valuable. So we're thinking we're going to go in and out with that, but we want to try another new way, um, something to keep it fresh. We're going to do the lightning round Q&A. Speaking of more questions yeah. answered, we're going to try and double the amount of questions we normally answer. So with that said, um, can we do it? Can we do it? Let's, let's go. Within a amount of time. We'll see. Yes, yeah, so we're going to try to keep our answers more succinct so we can get to more people's answers because there's so many questions in the queue. Yes. And if you want to get your questions answered, you can go to or use hashtag AskLivelyTV on Twitter, on Snapchat, on Instagram, and on Facebook, and we will eventually get to them. So I think with that said, let's jump right into the show, shall yeah, we? Yeah, let's try and keep it quick and oh. moving along. Ready? Okay, first question from Twitter from Gemma Adams says, what are your thoughts on rotisserie chicken? Would you recommend it as a quick protein for meals? Yeah, we like it. We've had it a few times recently. Like we bought it at Costco because yeah. everyone says get the rotisserie chicken at Costco. It's pretty darn good. Yeah, it is. And yeah. it's, you know, it's not organic. Um, so it's, it's not the best of the best, but honestly, we're not in this for perfection, guys. We're in it for progress. So um, when you need something quick, something delicious, and it's good, like it's healthy for you, rotisserie chicken, we say yes. Approved. Do it. All right. I think it's, that was a good good way to jump start the show. All right, we have looking through my lens says, do you all have any good med ball workout ideas, especially for abs? We so do. Medicine ball workout ideas. We do. So a lot of people don't realize that we have a second YouTube channel. It's not Brad Guthrie TV. It's actually Living TV daily exercise. It was post a new exercise demo every single day on there. I posted, I think there's like 10 medicine ball exercises on there. A lot of them are for your abs. Yep. So um, we'll put this, the link to subscribe to that channel like right here. Go over there and subscribe. All Go of those get videos those. are free for you guys, yeah. totally free. But if you want a program that trains your abs and shows you how to build that shredded looking six pack, and I know you use medicine ball in some of those moves, it's Live Lean Abs is a great like full program to show you how to train your abs, not only with the medicine ball, but mm -hmm. also with it. Yep, okay. Next question from Twitter from Ashley Goodwin says, do you have any recommendations on being healthy in a dorm room with limited space and no kitchen? Um, yeah, I would eat out is what I would do, but eat out smart. So that doesn't mean going for fast food and stuff, but try to go to places where you have like a salad bar option is really great. I did a lot of that when I was in college. Um, you can also be specific with your orders at restaurants. If you have to eat in like the meal, what do you call it? The dining hall yeah. when you're in college, um, just try to choose the best options that are available. And you know, if you have to choose between grilled chicken and fried chicken, just get the grilled chicken and try to get some veggies on the side that aren't you know, also fried or, you know, yeah. just do the best that you can. Yeah, it's not going to be a perfect scenario, but, you know, walk in there. Okay, what protein source am I going to have? Go with the chicken, go with the beef, something. Okay, what vegetables? Go put a bunch of vegetables on your plate. 
Um, um, you can also, there's some things you can eat in your dorm room. Like you could definitely prepare like oatmeal or something like that. If you just have like a water kettle, boil some water, you know, put some oatmeal in a bowl, put some hot water on it. There's like makeshift things like you can do like that. Um, but try to just avoid like all of the packaged chips kind of snacks, like granola bars, things like that, that a lot of people do keep in their dorm rooms. Try to go for healthier snack options, like a make your own trail mix or have a lot of fruits and vegetables in your dorm room. Yeah, and just remember though, you are still young, you're in college, you know, your priorities are not necessarily on eating as healthy as possible. Live a little bit, like we both, like when I was living, in, or when I went to college, I wasn't living lean at the time. Oh my gosh, And look neither. how we turned out. Yeah. So it's not to say that you should just let it go, but just keep things in perspective. Your college, have fun, um, and then you know you can get a little more serious once you move out. Okay, so we have Sarah De Silva says, I have been a follower for two years now, have lost 50 pounds, mostly through diet change, thanks to Live Lean TV. Awesome. I do cardio slash body weight exercises three to four times a week, still have goals for more body transformation, 5'7 female, 182, 31 years old, would like to add weight training into my life. My overall goal is to get stronger and lean out more. What's your advice for what kind of weight training I should do as a beginner with weights? Thank you both for helping people like me. I'd still be 50 pounds heavier if I never found Living TV. You guys awesome. are. Awesome. Thank you. Great job for you yeah. on your progress to date. That's amazing. 50 pounds is no joke. Yeah. That's serious progress. Exactly. Good job. So yeah. we're still on that journey. So that's great. And you're starting to realize you need to take it another step forward to keep that progress going. Um, I highly do recommend you go with um, a weight training program because, you know, building muscle, building lean muscle, we're not talking like bulky muscle ladies, like we're talking about lean aesthetic muscle is going to increase your metabolism. It's going to help you live lean forever. So um, she wants to know what kind of training to do as a beginner. Yeah. Like, so, wait, so what do you think about most beginner friendly program? What do you think about live lean formula for women? Absolutely. That's the one I was going to suggest for you since you're a female and uh, you know, you have the exact goals like we're talking about to lean out, um, really trim down, get that fitness model body that every woman wants. This is the program that's gonna help you get there and it's absolutely beginner friendly. All you need to follow this program is dumbbells and your own body weight, maybe like a bench or chair. And then there's some cardio options to do with machines, but you can also do them outdoors. You don't even have to go to the gym to use this program. So it's very beginner friendly. Um, there's you know easier modifications shown for everything. There's video demos for every exercise, which is key in making sure that you're using the right form. So yeah. liveleanformulaforwomen.com is what I would put you on. Yeah, and then once you do that program and you get a little more comfortable with weights, then we can kind of bring you up to an even more advanced program like liveleanafterburn.com. So it's like, it's, it's a progression. We start you there and we'll keep moving up the ladder and then we're gonna hit your goal. So yes. let's do that. And remember guys, you're only a beginner once. You just have to begin once and then you keep on going and things just get better and better. Exactly, when you're living lean, it's like this. Mm -hmm. Okay, next question from YouTube from Celeste7737. Uh, hey guys, in research, for nutrition lately, there's been a lot of controversy about- have Oh, Garcinia Cambogia. Have you guys heard of it? Do you think that even if it's a short-term weight loss supplement that it helps motivation to exercise or eat healthier, or is it a huge risky fake product? What are your thoughts? Okay, honestly, I'm gonna go ahead and give this a double thumbs down for you guys, um, just as a quick short answer. I am not a believer in any sort of like quick fix type supplements because what's gonna happen to you after your supplement runs out? Are you planning on buying that supplement for the rest of your life? Well, I'm, it's probably not even gonna work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But he's asking like as a motivation, wait, was it a guy? It's a she, I, I think. It's, you're asking if it's a good way to get yourself started and get yourself motivated. I think no. I think there are better ways to get started and get motivated than just relying on a supplement. 
Yeah, honestly, if there was a supplement out there that got you the results, we would be like touting it, touting it, touting it. This is what you need. This is what you need. You would hear us talk about it from the rooftops because our goal is to get you guys living lean. And if there's a supplement that would help you with that, we would be telling you that. And Unfortunately, we do talk about some supplements, but, but we're always talking about food more. Yes, they're supplements. It's the small little yeah. percentage of getting you there. Garcia, whatever it's called. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Garcia. Like, no, honestly, like I have heard about it. There's been a lot. From Dr. Oz? Or... Well, I don't, I don't know, but there's been a lot of issues with it that I've been hearing about. A lot of um, fake claims and everything. It's one of the ones that I, if I haven't tried it, I would say don't even bother. I haven't heard of it damaging anyone's health, but I also haven't heard of it like really working out well for anyone. Yeah. Okay, so Drew Van Egmond says, um, hey Brad and Jess, working nights means no set time to work out. So if my workout is at the end of my quote unquote day, should I still load up with carbs? Drew. <laughs> this question's a little, what? why are you loading up with carbs anyway? Well, no, my question is, what do you mean? Cause you work at night, you have no set workout yeah, time. Yeah, that part That's also the first like, thing, it's wait. like, okay, well, <laughs> most people work through the day. So does that mean they have no work set time? Like, it's just, it's one of these things like- You have like, to make your set it's, work time. Regardless time. of when yeah. you work, you do have off time. So if you're working overnight, you're sleeping during the day and then you have a period to work out sometime. Mm -hmm. If you're working through the day, you sleep at night. Like it doesn't matter which, which one, where you yeah. work during the hours in the day. Like you could have a set time just like people who work nine to five have a set time. So that's the first mindset thing I would say. Like get out of that thing like, oh, I, I work late. Yeah, so I- my situation is different it's, then you know, it's not gonna work for me. No, like get yeah. out of that. Mm -hmm. And then the next question was, um, if it's at the end of- Should I still- Load yeah, up so with cars. no, I get what you're saying with that is so I, we've said it many times, like regardless of when your workout is, after your workout is when you have your carbs. So if you're working out at 10 o'clock at night and you're finished at 11 p.m., come home, have carbs. That's when your body needs it. There's no such thing as the carb monster that comes out at night and it's like, oh, it's going to start storing fat because it yeah. says 12 p.m. On, or 12 a.m. on the clock. Right. The timing of carbs means when your body needs them to recover, repair, and grow. That's after a workout. Right. But I do think that you got to be careful with the whole like idea of loading up on carbs. It's like, you know, carbs are not unlimited no matter what time of day you mm -hmm. take them. Even if they are post-workout, like you still don't need a thousand grams of carbs, you know? So yeah. don't be like just downing the spaghetti <laughs> at midnight because you just had your workout. It's like, you know, I, we would encourage you to plan your meals and plan your workouts based on your body's energy needs. And yeah, like ignore what time it is on the clock. The time on the clock is irrelevant. Like just go on about your day, like as if it was like everybody else's. Yep. Okay, next question on Facebook from Shannon Burns says, do you have any suggestions on what to eat for energy during long hikes or bike rides? I've packed fruit, carrots, nuts, etc., but running out of ideas, trying to avoid processed foods like granola bars. Is there a processed product you trust? Um, we always recommend making your own kind of like bars, snacks. You can make our like paleo donuts, our muffins, our protein banana chocolate bars, or, you know, we have a lot of recipes in our cookbooks that are great for this. Um, so yeah, I guess those would be considered like processed because you're going through a process to make them at <laughs> home in your kitchen. But yeah, there's really nothing like wrapped in cellophane that we recommend. For Honestly, you. like you could get protein bars like at a store, but 
There's no protein bar out on the market no. that is as good as the stuff that you can make in your kitchen that, yeah. that we provide in our cookbook. So livelinkcookbook.com has so many baked recipes in there where yeah. you're using real healthy ingredients. It tastes delicious, it's simple to make, and you can like prep them. So you, you cut them up into individual things, you take them with you and you go. You know what else is great? You could put them in the freezer. So just put them in like a freeze wrap and then you yeah. know stick them in the freezer so that they're made a month ahead of time yeah. so that you don't feel like you're a slave to your kitchen. Make a big bag like you can double a recipe or triple it yeah. and if you're going out often on these kind of excursions then you have your nice like really actual healthy homemade snacks to go with you and yeah. so you don't have to rely on you know stuff you get at 7-eleven <laughs> okay but I like all the other stuff you were saying like the carrots and the fruits and the nuts and stuff that's all also recommended Okay, Chris Bravo says, what workout splits do you recommend for hypertrophy? All right, good question. So hypertrophy for muscle growth. I prefer like, to get the most out of the gym in the least amount of time because you know what? We're not living our life in the gym. I prefer to superset opposing muscle groups. So when I, when I set up my hypertrophy and muscle building programs, I like to have um, you know, back day with chest day. So it's a push, it's a pull. You have like arm day, so it's a, you know, push and it's a pull with tricep, biceps, and then legs, you work, you know, the thing that I find with legs is like, um, they could be split in two. You could split them in two yeah. because it's like your legs are your biggest muscles in the body. Like why are you splitting biceps and triceps but not quads and hamstrings, right? Like it's just one of these things. Um, but then legs is, it's leg day. So you got your hamstrings, your quads, um, throw some calves in there as well. And then mm -hmm. like shoulders, abs, calves. So that's the way I normally do our programs. And once again, like we're supersetting. So we're doing a chest press. You superset that with a row. So it's a horizontal push and then we do a horizontal pull to, uh, I know, like those movements. Like, yeah, can you get up and demo Yeah, this? <laughs> um, so that's, you know, it's, 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 it's balancing our muscle groups as well because a lot of people hit too much chest and their shoulders roll forward and, you know, I could go on and on with this, but that's uh, that's. He just the, wants to know what workouts what to do. <laughs> well, that's what I told yeah. him, and I gave him a reason why. I've always liked chest and by, and then back and try, or you could flip those, whatever you like, and then legs. So that's like a three split. So yeah, it's there's a lot of options here. There's not like there's just one best, um, but those are some ideas for you. Okay, next question on Snapchat from Steven it says, "Hi guys, I'm about 13 or so. I'm 13 years old, and I've been lifting for about five months now." However, I've been using the Smith machine to do bench press because whenever I use the actual bench press, the, bo the bar is all over the place. It's not the weight that makes it difficult as on the Smith, I can lift a plate for six to eight reps. Do you have any tips to build muscle stabilizers for the bench press? Yeah, okay, that, that's <clears throat> great. I'm glad we're talking about this because I think a lot of people forget that when you're using free weights, there is a lot of stability involved. So the weights that you're using are gonna be lower than if you're working on machines where there's no stability in the equation. So stability is very important important for you to um, work on because you know being more stable and more balanced is going to help protect you from injury too. A lot of people will just go and get on the machines and then start pressing heavy weights and that's when you can cause like muscle tears when you're <clears throat> overloading and using a weight you can't handle. So I would take a step back instead of using the Smith machine going as heavy as possible. I would reduce your weight a little bit. Get yourself even on dumbbells is even more stability challenging than a barbell would be and just work your way back up to heavier weights like starting lower and then incrementally increasing yeah so the tips on the bench press 
to keep the stability is your feet need to be pressed into the ground is one thing. So a lot of people's mm -hmm. like, you could like walk up to them and just like do this to their foot and it would go flying because they're not actually pressing their feet into the ground. Yeah. You've got to ground your body. Sometimes then, people are tapping <clears throat> their feet or yeah, moving their legs. It, it's yeah. so <laughs> weird like with a bench press, like you've got to press those, drive those feet into the ground for more power. And then the other thing is your core, your abs. Like a lot of people are just like, let it go. And mm -hmm. when they're benching, like what is your core, core supposed to do? It stabilizes the body, like mm -hmm. it keeps it locked in. So when you're doing a bench press, make sure you're keeping your abs contracted mm -hmm. so that when you're going up and down, like you're keeping it all, you know, yeah. keeping it all. But not in a way that you can't breathe. You need to be able to contract your core and still breathe. Yes. So there's a lot of tips here and working with someone one-on-one -on -one is probably gonna be even more helpful than just listening to these tips and then trying it yourself. Um, if you've never worked with a trainer, you've never even had like a gym buddy show you the ropes of the gym, then I would really encourage all of you to do so because, you know, these are some things that you're not going to, well, you could learn them on your own, but it's going to take you a lot longer than if someone were to show you and teach yeah. you in person. So. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where we would start before getting to into too much detail, like lower the weight, get the yeah. form down and uh, take it from there. Yeah. And don't just ignore this. Your stability and your core strength is an important thing to work <clears> on. Okay, so R Burnham 14 on Snapchat. Question on supplements. In college, we are going over the use of supplements and my professor believes that only protein powder, creatine, pre-workout, and glutamine are the only performance-related supplements that work. This is excluding vitamins and other dietary supplements. Do you agree with this or disagree? <clears throat> are there other supplements you would recommend? That sounds like a cool course to be taking in college. Yeah, I never yeah. took any courses like that in college. But you know what? I have heard this exact <clears throat> like opinion from other people saying that the, like those are the four and those are the only. I'm surprised four. glutamine's have you in heard there. That? Actually, well, I I would have thought it's creatine pre-workout and glutamine and protein powder. I would have yeah. thought so more glutamine would be the one I would probably branch chain amino acids, but I bet you your professor was like, well, you get those in the protein in powder, the protein powder yeah. so it doesn't matter. But those, yeah, in my opinion, from a performance enhancing, that would be it. Like, yeah, because the pre-workout would include like I would include caffeine, but that's obviously probably in the the pre-workout. So yeah, pre-workout. Yeah, that's for the sure. like a stimulant. But yeah, I, I would say that those from a performance enhancing um, standpoint. I mean, there's a lot of other ones, I mean, but yeah, there's so many. There's so many. And how but can you say that these others just don't work? It depends on the situation and you know specifics. Yeah. But like I wouldn't label it black and white. Like these work and these don't. Yeah. Like if you had a certain budget to. Um, you know, spend on supplements, those would be probably the ones. Yeah, and then there's also like, who is the athlete? What is their ultimate goal? And all of that other stuff there. So that's a very blanket statement. Like these yeah. are the only four that work for everybody at all times. It's like, well, it could be a little bit more complicated than that. Next question from Facebook, Penny Luke says, Good day, Jess and Brad. Uh, I signed up for the Build-A-Butt. Let's be honest, it's square and looks like a pancake and both cheeks smile like, uh, <laughs> I can't see what this is, but um, anyway, I want to know how can I incorporate this into my current fitness plan? I'm currently doing a plan which involves weights. Weights four days, hit one day, and cardio another day. Six days in total with one rest day. I don't want to overtrain, and I took note of your recommendation not to do cardio as this will tamper with results. What would you recommend I do? If this helps, I'm 55 kgs and approximately 165 centimeters tall and female. Nice. Wait, what does the square butt look like? I'm so curious. I don't even know what that is. Oh, a banana. <laughs> It's a banana emoji. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> so, okay, so yeah, let's talk about Build-A-Butt and how this is the program add-on. Um, you can do Build-A-Butt alone as a program alone, because let's be real, some women really only care about changing the shape of their butt and they're fine with their arms and legs yeah. and everything the way that they are. So I designed this program as a separate program for those women who just want to work on their butt, they can do that. But for women who have all types of body goals and they want to transform completely and have a kick-ass, really bubble, juicy, beautiful butt, <laughs> you can add Build-A-Butt workouts onto your other training routines. So the Build-A-Butt workouts are designed to be short and quick. They're like, it should only take you 30 minutes at the most. Um, the first phase has circuit training. I won't get into all the details of the program, but I just want you to know that these workouts are short, 30 minutes or less. So they can be tagged onto the backside, no pun intended of your weight training workout. And um, so I would recommend doing this, just follow the schedule that's in the Build-A-Butt program. So you'll have some days where it lands on the same as your weight training day, and then you may have days where it lands on your, your rest day, which is totally okay. These workouts are not that cardio intensive because um, they're really just focused on your butt muscles. So you can do them on your rest days without really like messing up your you know, rest and recovery, in my opinion. So, you know, kind of feel it out and see what works best for you, but that is what the program is intended for, is to really stimulate and really shape your, your butt to make it nice and not pancakey. <laughs> okay, Jonas Bohm says, I've read not to consume coffee while taking creatine. I know it's minor, but would still like your opinion. Hmm, no coffee when taking creatine, what do you think? Hmm, I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Yeah, I haven't either. I'm wondering how does, I'm wondering if your creatine has caffeine in it and that may be the reason because doesn't sometimes creatine have caffeine well, if in it's the a, mix? If it's, if a, it's mix, a mixture, yeah. But like Unless it's pure creatine. Like for creatine to be shuttled into, um, you know, the muscles, it Oh, I know what it probably requires, is. What? Dehydration. I think you're running a risk of dehydration because yeah. coffee is a diuretic naturally. Very well. And with creatine, you have to drink a lot of water. Yeah. Like any creatine supplement will make sure to tell you drink a lot of water while you're on the supplement. So that's probably what it's getting at is like if you drink coffee instead of water, you're gonna be a little bit dehydrated. Yeah, that might be it, but um, you know, wherever you heard that from, like follow up with whoever you heard that from, like why is that? And yeah. then, you know, come back and let us know. But I, I've never heard that. I'm not taking creatine right now. I do drink coffee before my workout, so it's not something that I'm concerned with. I would say if you're drinking plenty of water, you're probably fine to have a coffee or two a day. Um, but if you're not drinking water at all and you're only drinking coffee, that's probably a bad mixture with creatine. So I would say up your water intake and then you'll probably be fine. Yeah. Okay. Lisa Carlton from Twitter says, is there a difference in doing barbell versus dumbbell exercises? For example, deadlifts, bench press, clean and press. Yes. Okay. So this kind of goes back to the stability question where we're talking about dumbbells are going to give you the most instability, meaning you have to control them and really use your core strength when you're working with dumbbells. Um, so yeah, barbell would be like the second most stable. And then you have like machine exercises are like the most stable ones. So that's kind of where they fall. Yeah. And I like using dumbbells because you can do um, isolateral movements with yes. them. So a lot of people don't incorporate this and I do incorporate this. Um, I'm incorporating in my, one of my upcoming programs where you're training with just one side at a time. So like, if, for instance, when you're doing a dumbbell bench press, you're doing it with one arm. 
So, because a lot of times, you know, if you're doing bench press with a barbell, a lot of times you're you, the stronger side takes your over. stronger side yeah. always takes mm -hmm. over. So it's like let's take even take that one arm out of it, and we're just doing like dumbbell press with just one arm. Yeah. That's going to build your core strength as well. Um, so yeah, there's different modalities with using both um, from a strength standpoint. Um, I like barbells because you can tend to lift yeah. more load, more mm -hmm. weight than you can with dumbbells. But for over, like, it's good to incorporate everything, like incorporate dumbbells and barbells into it. I love dumbbells for like a variety of exercises. And yeah, I think there's a time and a place for both of those pieces of equipment. You shouldn't be just using one or the other. Yeah. Definitely combine and use a variety of things in your training. Yeah. Okay, Chris Bravo, what is your biggest training milestone as of now? Uh, my milestone would be, I'm working on more mobility stuff. Yeah. Does he mean like record, like personal record or what is the milestone considered? Yeah. I think it's just like, what is your goal at this point? Like, what are you training towards? Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm training towards mobility while also maintaining my size and my leanness, mm -hmm. but like I'm building a lot more time of my hour workout doing mobility type stuff because um, it's important that, you know, all these years of training and playing sports and everything that we're maintaining that health of our joints and our uh, muscles and everything else. And mobility is a big part of that. Yeah, I would say for me, it's um, been a lot with home training. Like you guys have seen lately for me, this year has really been about how can I still find a way to train my body and be with my daughter, which is like, those are two of my really biggest goals. So it's been fun for me to like kind of get out of my own comfort zone, which for me means getting out of the gym and more into my home space yeah. and figure out how I can still make really effective and really progressive type workouts, just using like limited equipment, like my body weight, a ball, uh, some bands, a couple of light dumbbells. That's been really fun for me. So I guess I would consider that a milestone that I've achieved this year is like learning how to, uh, I don't know, master home training. Yeah, have I mastered it? It's I don't funny. Know. I, I feel like I'm doing it's good. It's like you have to, for you to get out of your comfort zone, you it's have to get, to get out of the, out of the gym, yeah, which for most people I'd love to be in the gym, yeah. but it's just not realistic being a, a mommy, you know? Like I want to be a full-time mom, but I also want to train regularly. Yeah. And the best way for me to achieve both of those is to work out at home, so. Okay, next question on Snapchat from Rachel Borer says, can you explain fat water-soluble supplements and time during the day to take them, specifically for the lesser known supplements such as carnitine and chromium. Thanks. Okay, nice. Um, so fat soluble vitamins are gonna be better absorbed with a fat source. So those are usually the ones that say take with food. Um, water soluble vitamins, you know, you can just take it with a glass of water and it's no problem. So um, she wants to know what's the So difference. that's kind of the answer. Like, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's like take your fat soluble vitamins when you're eating and take your other ones anytime. Just yeah, so I mean the most important thing with supplements is to get on a routine. Like for instance, like when I'm taking mine, it's like, I, it's a routine. Like I get up and I do, do something, I take them. It's not like I take my supplements like sometimes in the morning and then other days I take them at night. Like it's yeah. like, no, it's and like a, you forget a lot. It's a part it of way. the behaviors that yeah. turn into habits. habits. And yeah. that's, that's the important thing is so like, yeah. um, for instance, like water soluble vitamins or whatever it is where you don't need food. Like I'll take them on an empty stomach when's first the perfect time to do that is first thing in the morning. Yeah. And the other great thing about that is it's setting a positive, um, like it's getting you some positive momentum going through the mm -hmm. day. It's like, okay, I got up. I had a glass of water. Yeah. Um, I had some healthy supplements. Like I'm feeling good. Next thing to do is go to the gym and like go for a walk, take right. the stairs instead of taking the elevator and it just kind of builds, builds and builds on your day. So, yeah. um, honestly, it's just like get, get habitual with, get it. on a schedule, but yeah. try to have them earlier in the day just, you know, so you, you can be feeling better about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So ooh, what's the name here? <laughs> Nip, Nipin. 
I'm not, I'm not really sure how to say your name. <laughs> Hi, Brad and Jess, I'm 14 years old and, and until summer I lost about 12 kilos by myself. The bad thing is that I did it in a wrong way because I ate almost nothing and I didn't have the energy to work out so my muscles disappear. Oh, that's so sad. Okay. <laughs> Um, I started to work out again and stopped being afraid of eating. Now I'm 1.75 meters and 51 kilograms, six kilos more than when I was after losing 12 kilo, which from which 37 are muscles and the rest of them are fats. The thing is now that I now want to lose some fat, but not lose my muscle and even gain some more muscle if possible. I don't know how to achieve that. I play tennis two hours, six to seven days a week, go running two hours a week, also do three to four hour training at home, squats, crunches, yoga, Pilates, etc. Some people around me say that too much training make harm to me and my metabolism. Is that true? And how can I achieve my goal? Thank you very much. It means a lot to me. Yeah. So people are right. Like yeah. if you overdo it and you're not eating enough, you're going to have like kind of the inverse. Good, the, yeah. the reverse of what you're looking to get. Um, so, I mean, honestly, the thing I would tell you is like, you have to get on a plan, a program for what your goal is. Like yes. we keep telling people that it's like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, like whenever you want to know what you're supposed for. to be doing, <laughs> yeah. that's when you get on a plan. So if your goal is to build muscle, you got to get it on a muscle building plan. So this is like, we keep beating this and beating this and beating this. Mm. It's like, take the question out of your head on what you're supposed to be doing, invest in it, take action on it and then get results on it. So that's but what I would recommend. I do have one kind of like if on that though, this person is 14, you're 14 years old. It's not the time in your life that you should be overly concerned with building muscle, losing fat. You really should yeah. just be enjoying life, playing sports. I think it's great that you're playing tennis and, and doing a lot of running and everything. Um, when it comes to eating, just try not to overeat, not to undereat, but just eat normally, you know, yeah. eat the right amount of food for your energy needs. I would have you focus more on your nutrition at this point, instead of working so hard on muscle building plan, you have the rest of your life to worry about that. Yeah, it's... When you're 18, you'll already have better hormones for muscle building. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, I was, uh, I, I may have overlooked your age. So Jessica's right, like with that, like you got plenty of time to build muscle. These home workouts that you're doing are you know, really good, but you are seem to be very active, so you have to eat. Yes. So and, I would say yeah. that's what you need to do is focus on eating more calories. I hope this isn't the most disappointing answer for you is just like, you know, give it some time, but truly that yeah. is what I recommend for anyone, for all of you who are under 18 and you're watching these kind of shows, like just know that this specific advice that we're giving out on our programs and stuff is really intended for adults. When you're in your teenage years, we just want you having fun, playing sports, being active, and eating as healthy as possible. Okay, next question on Snapchat from Sarah Yu and I'm obese and I started CrossFit last November, which is when I came across your channel and cleaned my eating. I've gone on diets before, but now it's more of a, a try to eat healthy, but keep a deficit in my eating, which has worked. I lost 20 pounds and intend to continue, but I'd be traveling to India for a month and staying at relatives' houses and I'm not able to have a good workout and, and can't be picky with my diet. I was hoping on some advice on food. In addition, I have worked super hard to get some strength, which do not want to lose. So these exercises that I could do with no equipment, mainly at the upper body, lower body, squats, lunges, burpees. Finally, thank you for your advice. Truly grateful. Um, they have changed my life and the clean eating exercise really takes away stress, which is great.
Yay. All right. Nice Good. job. That's awesome. Um, congratulations on the progress so far. Um, I think we're going to kind of say, say the same thing to you that we would say to a lot of people who are stressing out over yeah. travel and, and all that stuff is like when you're in a situation like that where factors are out of your control, you can't necessarily have a routine like you would at home. You got to just kind of surrender. Enjoy the travel. Enjoy the food that's presented to you by your relatives or friends or whatever and eat a good amount, but you don't have to eat, you know, three times as much as necessary in one sitting. Like yep. just kind of use your intuition and try to eat the right amount without under or overeating. Yeah, you're in this for the long term, guys. One week of traveling or whatever it may be over many years you're going to be living. It's mm -hmm. such a small thing. Keep that in perspective. Yeah, and just know that you will continue to lose weight when you eat right, eat the right amount instead of overeating. You will, you know, you just have to kind of get yourself on that path of consistently eating the right amount. And I feel like everyone kind of has this intuition that tells them how much is the right amount. Like, you know, when you're starving, when you haven't eaten enough and you know, when you're stuffed, when you've eaten too much. And you also know what that middle ground is. You have to just kind of feel it out when you don't have the opportunity to be perfect, track macros and get to the gym. Just do the best you can with the situation that you're in. Okay. Ginger near. 29 says for weightlifting at what point should you start wearing a belt? I've heard some say to start once you start lifting as heavy as your own weight sooner later This is for deadlifts and squats. Are there different times to start using it for these exercises for reference? I'm 5'6, 138 and by the way y'all are awesome <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean that kind of stuff is I'm guessing this is a girl 5'6, 138 Yeah, like you know, it's kind of a hit or miss like I don't use them and I have never used them. You don't use them. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's like, why do you think you need them? So, for and instance, it kind of takes away from your own course. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you use them, you're using them in a way as a crutch. Like, I get yeah. it if you're like training for like powerlifting and everything and it's for safety. Right. But if you're just training for everyday health and life, you don't need to be going that You heavy. don't need to have that belt there like because it like once again it's just it's like a crutch so if you're just in this for the everyday lifestyle and um, there's no goal to be the next big power lifter you don't need it yeah absolutely i think you'll be fine doing your deadlifts and squats um, it sounds like you're not even up to 138 anyway on these. So I don't even think it's important for you to even get past your body weight. Up to your body weight is a great goal. I've always said for women, I think that that's a good goal is try to be able to deadlift and squat whatever your own body weight is. That's excellent. But why go beyond that? You know, is there a, some reason that you're motivated to go beyond that? If it's for body transformation, then the news is you don't need to. You need to really focus on muscle tension, time under tension, focus on your nutrition, things like that. So I think a belt is just kind of above and beyond your needs, and I don't recommend one ever. Whoa. Yeah. There's well, something in the sand. <laughs> Where I'm like, you know, if you need it. Well, if you're trying to be a power lifter, okay. But, or if you just want to lift yeah. heavier weights, like, yes, like it, if you really there's, love a, that, there's a time yeah. and place for it. Yeah. Like there is, okay. but if you're just doing it for just for everyday health and fitness, then you don't need it. But I'll let you guys know. I will never be wearing one. <laughs> you wear one sometimes, right? What do you wear one for? I haven't in a long time, but I have you had one yeah. in the past. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen you wear it in like a couple of years probably, but okay. Second last question. Let's wrap this up. Uh, what do you think about carb cycling? Do you do it or recommend it? And are the results significant? Okay. From Raylene on Snapchat. 
So carb cycling, we do have a plan for those of you who are team members in teamlovelean.com, you guys probably know the 14 day rapid shred is a carb cycle and two a day program. It's pretty intense, but that's why it's only 14 days is because we don't recommend it for the long term. But it's good for those of you who want like a sort of a kickstart with your fitness and you want to see rapid results because a lot of people get more motivated when they see something like drastic right away and then that can like kickstart your journey. But um, so yeah, carb cycling can definitely be effective for rapid fat loss in the beginning. Um, it's definitely not a lifetime strategy because you do have to know how many carbs you're consuming every day. So if you're not the kind of person that wants to track your yeah. macros that specifically every day, then you know it's just gonna get a little tedious. But if you can stand it for two weeks, I mean, anyone can do anything for just two weeks. So you can try that program, the 14 day rapid shred. It's in teamlovelean.com. Um, but yeah, that's, do you, what do you think? A long-term no, strategy? I think, no, I think you nailed it. Like it's a good thing um, to, you know, kickstart your metabolism, do it. Mm -hmm. If you're getting ready for like you can do it. a vacation or something and yeah. you want to just see a little bit more definition. Yeah. If you're already pretty low body fat, like right. if you're obese, it's not going to be like that I know. major of a difference, but it's something like if you're already pretty lean to help you get past and that you want to just, pounds. yeah, you yeah. can incorporate it in. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Nyrefrati says, hi, Live Lean TV. What's your opinion about napping in the middle of the day? Hey, I'm <laughs> All in. All for it. <laughs> if it was like feasible for me to do it, like for sure. I, mean, I wish I could nap. I try sometimes. I close my I'm eyes a, and I lay there and I just think about everything I need yeah, to do. Yeah, I'm not a good napper. Like yeah. It's one of my downfalls. Yeah, is like, I wish I, that I could. I have a hard time turning off my mind. Yeah. Our baby does it really well. She's good at it. <laughs> yeah, but um, if you like can her. do it and you're a good napper, it, it definitely has uh, added benefit to it. I would just caution you though, like set your alarm so it, a nap doesn't turn into like another like a sleep. Yeah. It's like there's like research out there that you'd have to look into to see like what's the optimal amount of time, but it's not that long. Like two hours maybe? No, I think it's I'm even, guessing it's, maybe it's half an hour? Yeah, what is it? there's probably different numbers regardless yeah. of what you're reading, but um, if you have the chance to do it, I would say go do it. I used to do it more when I was a personal trainer because I'd go train my clients early in the morning, then I'd have this like five or six hour stretch where I had nothing going on, and then I'd go back to the gym in the evening for evening clients so I used to nap like in the afternoon but like I said I would just lay there think about all these other things I could be doing yeah. it's really hard for me to just like turn my brain off in the middle of the day when I feel like I should be being productive but all right it's definitely healthy all right guys that's the show okay we did 20 questions that was 20 questions ah, now I can relax so <laughs> uh, that was a different uh, different kind of like you know, we went a little bit over time. I know, we didn't really keep it tight. But um, it was tighter than what we normally do. Um, I don't know, my opinion was it, it was a little bit too much, I think. I think it was... That's a lot of information for everyone I think, to yeah. I don't know, you guys let us know in the comments below um, if that's if that was too much, like 20 questions, 20 answers. Let us know down there. What's the question of the day? Um, yeah, I think that's the question of the day is... Okay. Do you prefer this type of show, the regular way, or should we call you again? Yeah. So um, let us know in the comments below. Thank you for watching. And keep living lean. Lean. Living lean. Okay. Big shout out to all our Live Lean podcast listeners. We love you and would so appreciate it if you would give this podcast a review. We need your feedback to improve and grow. So please give us a review right now.